Section 13 of Poems 1686 by Anne Killigrew. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Upon the saying that my verses were made by another. Next heaven my vows to thee, O sacred muse, I offered up, nor didst thou them refuse. O queen of verse, said I, if thou'lt inspire, and warm my soul with thy poetic fire, no love of gold shall share with thee my heart, or yet ambition in my breast have part. More rich, more noble, I will ever hold the muse's laurel than a crown of gold. An undivided sacrifice I'll lay upon thine altar, soul and body pay. Thou shalt my pleasure, my employment be, my all I'll make, a holocaust to thee. The deity that ever does attend, prayers so sincere, to mine did condescend. I writ, and thee judicious praised my pen. Could any doubt ensuing glory then? What pleasing raptures filled my ravished sense! How strong, how sweet, fame was thy influence, And thine false hope, that to my flattered sight, Didst glories represent so near and bright. By thee deceived, methought each verdant tree, Apollo's transformed Daphne seemed to be, And every fresher branch, and every bough, Appeared as garlands to impale my brow. The learned in love, say, thus the winged boy, Does first approach, dressed up in welcome joy. At first he too the cheated lover's sight, Not represents, but rapture and delight. Alluring hopes, soft fears which stronger bind, Their hearts than when they more assurance find. Emboldened thus, to fame I did commit, by some few hands, my most unlucky wit. But, ah, the sad effects that from it came! What ought to have brought me honour brought me shame. Like Aesop's painted jay I seemed to all, Adorned in plumes I not my own could call. Rifled like her, each one my feathers tore, And, as they thought, unto the owner bore. My laurels thus, and others' brow adorned. My numbers they admired, but me they scorned. An others' brow, that had so rich a store, Of sacred wreaths that circled it before. Where mine quite lost, like a small stream that ran, Into a vast and boundless ocean, Was swallowed up with what it joined and drowned, And that abyss yet no accession found. Orinda Albion's and her sex's grace owed not her glory to a beauteous face. It was her radiant soul that shone within, which struck a lustre through her outward skin, that did her lips and cheeks with roses dye, advanced her height and sparkled in her eye. Nor did her sex at all obstruct her fame, but higher among the stars it fixed her name. What she did right, 
not only all allowed, but every laurel to her laurel bowed. The envious age, only to me alone, will not allow what I do write my own. But let him rage, and gainst a maid conspire, so deathless numbers from my tuneful lyre do ever flow, so Phoebus I by thee, divinely inspired and possessed may be. I willingly accept Cassandra's fate, to speak the truth, although believed too late. End of section 13